Hi guys, and welcome back to the Jet Real Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Therese, and uh, this week's episode um, is going to be a horsey-centered one, I believe. Um, meant to say scented, not censured. Um, but I uh, have been going through some things with Zoe, and I have some thoughts and some reflections that I um, really think um, need to be said. And a lot of things that I wish people had told me um, a long time ago, and I wish I had thought of a long time ago. So without further ado, let's just jump into it. I'm Philip DeFranco at this point. I say that every single time. If you guys don't know who that is, he's like a newsy dude on YouTube. And he always says, let's just jump into it. And uh, here I am stealing it right from him. Hope it's not copyrighted. Anyway, without further ado, let's jump in. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so without further ado, I have said that three times now. I'm so sorry. Also, um, something that I would like to do, because here's the deal. I Every single time I record an episode, I have to like record the intro, stop, put the, uh, the song in, stop, and then record the episode. And as of late, I'm getting really tired of doing that. Because, you know, if I were, you know, thinking ahead and being productive... Um, or more efficient, I guess, I would have a file <laughs> that has the intro and then the song, and then I would open with what we're going to talk about after that, but I just cannot seem to do that. But my point with saying that is, I think I'm getting tired of the intro song, <laughs> and um, I have a problem with that because this is what happens to me where I change my username all the time, um, and by all the time, I mean like maybe three whole times over the years, Um but with the song, because you get attached to it, and it's how you know the podcast, and, like, the podcast that I listen to, they all have their intro songs, and, but, like, I'm just not sold on it, and, uh, if it changes, I don't know, maybe I'll wait till I start a season three, which also brings up another point, I don't know when I'm supposed to re-season, um, and usually, I think people, like, take a break, and then come back, but, like, I don't really have a reason to take a break, <laughs> um, maybe I'll just wait till it happens organically, but, um, I don't foresee that happening for a while. Um, anyway, that's all to say, um, if you are absolutely adamant against me changing the intro song, please do let me know and I will leave it alone. Um, in fact, it is a lot less work for me, but I just, I don't know. It's a, it's a very trappy song. I really like EDM. So it's like, boom, 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 boom. Also, it's funny because now at this point, every time I put it into the into GarageBand to edit it. <laughs> just like, it's a bunch of wavelengths, right? But I have done it so many times now that I don't even have to listen to it. I just, I know where to clip it because I know exactly where the part that I use starts and stops because it's a full song that I have to clip every single time. Anyway, okay, that's enough. I'm done. I'm rambling. And um, can you tell I haven't like, I think, yeah, I spoke on the phone with two people today 
or no three my mom <laughs> and uh i saw one whole person i with my eyeballs i saw one other person today <laughs> so um uh here it is this is why we do podcasting because uh then i get to speak um actually <gasps> i lied i totally just lied to you guys that was yesterday that i did i see anybody yesterday wow no I really didn't. I didn't go outside of my house yesterday. I spent all day researching and writing a paper that I procrastinated all semester. Uh, But I turned it in. (laughs) I got it done. Uh, But it took me, I think, 15 hours to do. So it was pretty lit. My back was suffering, which brings me to my next point before I actually get into that, like, legitimate content of this podcast. Um, Sorry, it's already been almost five minutes. Um, But uh yesterday I was sitting and I had already injured my back because I'm stupid and I worked out with weights that were too heavy and I injured it and then I've been having to feed uh today and I have to feed tomorrow um you know all the horses on the farm of which like 30 out of the 50 I think get feed and the rest are just like on pasture but um yeah so lots of lifting hay and buckets and leading horses that are not handled super often (laughs) and um it, God, it's just, it's so much. And so my back was killing me. I got done with the morning feed and I texted my chiropractor. Cause I was like, I don't know what's going on with the COVID situation, but like, are you guys open? Because I would classify this as an emergency. And he was like, yeah, come in. And I was like, Oh, I didn't know that you, okay. <laughs> so I, I just went and, um, he adjusted me and also something fun that happened like a week and a half ago. Um, somehow I managed to, uh, tweak my wrist And, um, I thought it was from doing planks, but like, cause that was the only thing I could think of when my hand would be like hyperflex like that. Um, and it was just like a little sore. And, um, then I just cut out planks for a little while or I did them on my elbows. And, um, then I, uh, like it, it went away. And then I literally guys have no idea what happened. Not one. I don't remember an incident where like a horse yanked it or I put a lot of weight on it, or I picked something super heavy, or I bent it. Like, I don't know what happened, but I sprained it really bad. (laughs) And, uh, cause I just like woke up one day and I was like, my wrist really hurts. And, um, in the process of realizing that, um, I just like kept going about on about my day. And then, um, I took Zoe to the vet and then I had to ride her and, um, I knew that that was going to make it worse. And the whole like drive home, I was like, uh, ow, my hand feels like it's about to fall off. So I promptly went to CVS and bought a $30 wrist brace and I have been wearing it since. And now it is covered in horse feed and horse gunk because I can't keep my hands off the baby ponies. Um, so yeah, that's my story. That is how my life is going right now. (laughs) Um, and I went to the chiropractor today and he was like, um, he was like, oh yeah, you definitely sprained it. (laughs) Like he was like, it's swollen. And also you have no range of motion. And I was like, yeah, it's not great. (laughs) And he was like, you need to, uh, like rest it and not use it. And I was like, uh, give me to Wednesday (laughs) and then, (laughs) then I will do that. Um, so I'm going to go back in on Wednesday and have him readjust it in my back. Um, but my back feels light years better. Thanks for asking. Um, anyway, on to the content. So as I mentioned, I had to take Zoe to the vet. And if you do not follow me on Instagram, then you are not aware. Um, or if your post feed whatever just doesn't like me to pop up. Um, I, well, actually, the whole thing really started on Twitter. So Twitter is like, so easy for me and I'm on there a lot more because I can just like 
shit post essentially like just i have a thought and i can tweet it whereas instagram you have to like edit a picture and write a whole caption and like add tags well it's a whole process but um so um you know i i think in my last couple of podcast episodes i've been talking about how um or maybe it was my quarantine vlog so sorry everyone i am beyond all over the place (laughs) it's been a long time since i've been communicating okay um but uh zoe I noticed that, um, God, I can't remember if I already talked about this in the podcast or if that was, uh, my YouTube video. I'm 90% sure it's my YouTube video, but we're going to take a quick, quickie look at, um, yeah. Okay. So I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast yet. So sorry for that, like derail into confusion. Um, but to recap briefly, as briefly as I am, um, a, like a week or so ago, um, you know, I've been writing Zoe. Um, if you guys have been keeping up with all the episodes, I've been working on bridal list with her and trying to figure out which worked best between bitless and, um, bitted. And, um, I have been experimenting with that a little bit and my saddles. And, uh, I noticed that, uh, she just seemed quieter in my dressage saddle. And, uh, then I started riding her my jump saddle. Cause I was like, I would really, I'm a lot more independent when I'm in the jump saddle. Cause I can balance a lot better than I can in a, a dressage saddle. Cause the stirrups are longer and, um, I have a bad back and also a really, uh, bad equitation habit of tipping forward from literally my entire riding career of having saddles that tipped me. <laughs> so, uh, I would compensate. And, um, so riding in saddles that fits me, uh, I have to like, retrain my brain. So it's just easier for me to ride in a jump saddle because I don't have to do as much and I can be independent of her mouth. Um, so as I've been experimenting with all of these different things on her face, um, I wanted to be out of the way as, uh, as much out of the way as possible. So I started, um, I hate this podcast cause it makes me so burpy for no reason at all. I'm drinking water right now. Haven't burped all day. It's just the podcast talking. My body's like you're inhaling air into your stomach. Please stop. <laughs> Is that how burps work? I don't even know. Anyway, um, <clears throat> another fun fact is that I always uh, really want to have my heater on when I start the podcast um, because I'm cold 24-7, but um, every single time I get started talking, I get so hot, so I know I just have to get through the first like five minutes, but that's weird. Does talking heat you up? I mean, obviously it does because that's what happens to me literally every single time, and the second I quit, I freeze, um, <laughs> so anyway back to the freaking topic at hand here. Jesus, this is bad. Um, <laughs> uh, so I started riding her in my jump saddle. Um, okay. Also just throwing it out there. Um, little defeating when she goes, uh, not super great in, uh, two very expensive custom saddles. And I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that to, I guess, make a point that, um, I have spent a lot of, effort and my parents have spent a lot of money because they love me and I can't afford saddles. Um, and I'm very fortunate to have their support, but it sucks when I like feel horrible and a little bit guilty, you know, uh, not a little bit, a lot of bit guilty asking them to spend so much money on saddles and then it doesn't work. <laughs> like, uh, cause you know, Zoe's, she's always been a very sensitive horse and arguably one of the most sensitive I've ever worked with. And, um, so, you know, any ill-fitting saddle, she's not one that can just kind of, like, deal with it. Um, not that any horse really should, but, 
um, she expresses it a little bit more than most. So, you know, I've been doing everything I can for the past couple of years to try and get this horse as comfortable as possible. So that is where the custom saddles come from. So I've just been trying. I got her teeth done. I got, um, I've been switching around tack and equipment and, um, I've been riding in, you know, different saddles, different headpieces, um, different boots, different half pads, different saddle pads, like just everything under the goddamn sun, like everything that I can try to, um, you know, make it better using positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement, um, a combination of both. Like, you know, I've been doing everything under the sun to just try and find what works best for this mare. And, um, so in, I noticed going from my dressage saddle, she was quiet. And, um, then when I put on my jump saddle, she, um, she got really tense and like acted like she was like, stopping in front and running behind. So like, it, it just like, she looked like she was about to explode like a little compressed bottle rocket. And, um, like, I guess if you like press down on both ends of a spring really hard and then let go, that's what it looked like, except she never let go. <laughs> and, um, the other day my boss, Sunny was out here and, um, I was riding her and, um, you know, I, I had been feeling that she felt really, really tight and, um, just like beyond stressed and anxious. And I was like, this is like beyond the level of like, I, cause like I have never abused this horse in my life. I mean, like granted there have been times where I've been strong with her, but never have I ever like kicked her super hard, whipped her or spurred her. Well, yeah, I used spurs at the beginning, but then I quickly realized that that was not a good plan. Um, but for the most part, the end of my couple of years really competing her hard and heavy, I was fairly light with her. So I was like, this is a bit much. And I was like, not in that, like, oh my God, you're overreacting horse. You're so bad. But in like, this is like atypical. This is not normal. And so I had my boss watch her go, um, while I was riding her and she was like, she was like, she just looks so tight. And, um, you know, the whole time I'm riding, she was like, it's like, she's cantering normally up front and behind. She's just like, just like, like almost doing the both of the feet at the same time, like just stabbing the ground, um, instead of the, you know, three beat, it's like the two up front and then both behind just like hitting at the same time. Um, so it was like, she was like, bou- like bouncing, not quite like hopping, but just like, yeah, there's not, she's just like stamping. I don't, I've explained it over explained it. <laughs> um, and she was like, you need to let go of her face because you know, while that's happening, she's, her nose is almost touching her chest. She's so real cur. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I hate this. And it happened in both the hackamore and the bit. And, um, so that is probably going to be a bit of a training, um, endeavor that we're going to have to embark on. Um, and she, she's always been a little bit keen to go behind the vertical. Um, but for reasons I am about to explain, uh, was indicative of what was happening. And, you know, my boss was like, what if you just, like, let her out? Because she was like, you need to let go of her face. And I was like, Sunny, if I let go of her face, she is going to bolt. And um, because, you know, I'm I'm up there riding this horse that feels like she's about to explode. But, I like, I don't know how to make it better. So as I'm cantering, I'm trying to, like, find a good moment to, you know, mark or click her. and um, Or just a moment of relaxation to release. And every now and again, she would take like a good step and then I would soften. And it's not like I'm going around holding her super tight. And that's the thing 
about Zoe that's always been really hard for me to post like videos about and stuff when she does that um, is I've never like, it's so hard to be heavy handed with that horse. You have to be super light, but if you have three pounds of pressure on the bridle and she thinks it's too much, she's going to go behind the vertical. I mean, she, I mean, there's always a, a reason or something that, um, is causing that. But, um, I, it, like every time she's gone behind the vertical, it's not because I'm pulling super hard. I'm being super light. I'm following her with my elbows. It's just, she just gets tight and stressed. And that's her go-to is just to duck behind, uh, the vertical and, um, then there's nothing you can do because you, I can't send her forward because then she'll just, you know, bolt and, um, I can't get her to lift her, uh, lift her head up because, you know, I have a headpiece on and she's like, no, thanks. <laughs> and she's like, your leverage is pulling me down. And, um, you know, uh, this is really difficult to explain because I feel like anybody listening could just so easily just be like, mm, you could do this X, Y, Z, um, but, like, the thing is, I have tried this, that, and XYZ. I've written under so many of the quote-unquote best of the best, um, which is arguable, but, um, and so many different trainers and FEI dressage instructors, blah, 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 blah. I've written under a bunch of different people, and none of them know what to do with Zoe. <laughs> and um, that's not a brag at all. It's, it's like, it's very frustrating because she's so difficult. And um, I think also a point to make here um, that I would be remiss if I did not, um, is that it is so easy to look at people online and be like, "Mm, they could be doing this or they're not doing this well enough. And they're, they're trying as hard as they possibly can, because that's exactly how I feel with Zoe. I know for years people have been like, "Mm, you're heavy handed. And I'm like, you have no idea how light I am in the bridal. Like I, cause I know I can't touch her face because she'll go behind the vertical. So I'm trying to be super light. Um, Anyway, that is just, I don't know, just be a little bit uh, more conscientious if you haven't been super lately, Um, you know, just to be aware that things are not always as they seem. And unless you've sat on the horse, you have very little room to comment on somebody's equitation, you know, I mean, except for extenuating circumstances, whatever. But like, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's really difficult because I know like videos in the past I know what people have thought watching it because I also think it and 10 times worse so I don't need anybody else to say it um but there is a video that like maybe three whole people in the world have seen um of me you know cantering her that day and it is the most painful video to watch because she just looks so uncomfortable her nose is essentially touching her chest she's stabbing the ground behind with her hind end and her tail is just ringing like hitting me on the helmet and then slinging between her legs like just up and down and up and down and up and down she was so uncomfortable and so you know finally I was like maybe she just is tight and I do need to just let her stretch so I asked her for a bigger canter and she did not lengthen her stride at all she went faster she didn't lengthen her stride and I was like this isn't helping so I brought her back down and say what you will I'm trying everything I can okay (laughs) um so I was like this isn't the issue and I was like I just don't know what it is and um so I um, you know, kind of just left the arena scratching my head. I was like, this isn't getting better and I don't want to push it. Maybe she's just having an off day. Maybe my saddle doesn't fit the way I want it to. Um, and you know, the bit that I had in is the bit that she's been ridden in for like her entire career. Like I was watching a video from, 
when I first started her and she was in that bit and um, she's all I've tried so many different bits for flat and that's the one that she's always gotten best in and it wasn't the first day that I'd written in a bit either so I was like I don't know what the hell is the problem here so I kind of just like left the arena scratching my head and I was like I'll come back to it later I literally don't have the brain power to try and solve another Zoe issue today (laughs) Um, so I just kind of let it sit in the back of my mind and then I went to um, like the next day I was just kind of going to get on her um, and hack her because it occurred to me that um, like I was laying in my bed just about to take a nap and I it just out of nowhere I was like Hawks why have I never ever thought about injecting her Hawks and I was like maybe she needs them done and so I actually now that I think about it it might have been I don't remember what time it was. It was either a nap or before I went to bed. And I tweeted about it because uh, horse Twitter is primarily um, uh, competitive people that um, have or deal with high impact careers and uh, horses that have been around the block, either thoroughbreds or warm bloods or whatever. And so typically horses that like most of the people on there have dealt with injections. And I was like, I can't call my vet right now. So I'll ask horse Twitter. And so I asked and, um, everybody on there was super supportive and, um, very forthcoming with like, this is what happened with my horse. This is what you should try. Look for this. These are the symptoms, X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm such an idiot. I was like, how fucking long have I been just letting my horse go around with hawks like that are painful? Like, God, it's, uh, that is the most frustrating thing in the world for me. Um, that like, it's just, it's so irritating that it never occurred to me until randomly I'm about to take a nap. And then I'm like, Oh my God, duh. And you know, nobody else said anything either. None of the trainers that I've ridden with over the years, nobody that's ever watched Zoe go, nobody online, nobody has ever suggested that I get her hawks injected. I just, we all missed it. I don't know what the deal is. And I guess it's because most of the people on Twitter were like, the horse usually misses their changes behind um, or looks like they're going through sand. Um, You know, they're like really sluggish with their hind end and don't want to go forward. Well, that's not Zoe's personality. Like, that's not her, um, uh, for lack of a better term, defense mechanism. Like, her response to stress is fast, anxious, tight, bald, high energy. It's never been to like be lazy. So it, her symptoms wouldn't present that way anyway, because I've never known that horse to (laughs) be sluggish at all. And, um, so that said, uh, I guess that's probably why it never occurred. And, um, I haven't been jumping her that much, but I went back and watched old videos and she was dropping rails with her hind legs. And that's been like, it's been like two, three years since I was competing heavily. So it's been a long time that she's been like this and it absolutely eats me alive inside. And I know you can only do the best you can with what you know. And when you know better, you can do better, but it still eats me alive a little bit. Like I know I can't fault myself too much, but I just, I've injected Hawks before and I should have, it should have been a thought and I just never did. And it wasn't that I was attributing it to Zoe's personality. And I was like, oh, she's just a, you know, sassy horse. I knew something was up, but I just couldn't figure out what it was. I've been trying for years and finally just no effort occurred to me. And so anyway, I thought it might be her hawks. And then I, um, you know, was just going to take her on a bareback hack. Um, you know, just a little hack around the arena to get her out. And, um, 
I put the bridle on, put the, I put a, a poly pad, which is really thick, um, saddle pad and then a half pad and then a bareback pad on. And the bareback pad I use is the best friends comfort plus bareback pad. Um, I think I told you guys in a previous episode or maybe on, maybe on, I keep confusing that in the YouTube episode or YouTube video because I had to record it just like this for the voiceover. So I'm confused in my brain. Um, but it's available on Amazon. And I believe I told people that it was mostly or most around 45 bucks. It's actually like almost 80, but when I bought it, it was like 49, I think. I don't know why they price gouged so much, but it is a thing. Um, it's the most comfortable bareback pad I've ever ridden in hands down. And, um, I can ride in it like in shorts and it's, I'm fine. Um, anyway, so I was just going to take her for a hack around the arena and, um, I was just walking her around, you know, asking for simple behaviors, clicking and treating. And, um, she started, uh, trotting out of nowhere. And I was like, okay, well, it was like a very stretchy, calm, relaxed trot. And I was like, all right. Uh, and it's in the video. You can see it, um, in, uh, my quarantine video. And, um, she was so soft and, um, she just felt really good. And I was like, okay. And so, um, I hadn't planned on cantering her, but at some point she spooked and she started cantering because we have woods, uh, at the back, uh, at the back of the arena or the end of the arena. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) It's equally as scary as plastic bags. Um, and so every now and again, it'll spook her. And then other days she could care less about it. Um, so couldn't care less. I hate when people say that and I just did. Um, but anyway, so she started cantering and it was so fluid and calm and nice. Obviously that's not the canter I included in the video cause she spooked into it. Um, but then, um, I asked for it a few times and, um, she, she was a lot softer, but I could tell towards the end she was getting a little, um, a little cranked up about it. And I was like, okay, I'm confused because she was able to go nicely. And, um, I also noticed that in any time I put my calf on walk, trot or canter, she would shoot forward. And I was like, okay, so maybe that's the problem that I'm having with my jump saddle is that my stirrups are shorter. My calf is on her the entire time. Whereas my dressage saddle and my bareback pad, I, my calf is rarely on her because she has inadvertently trained me not to put my leg on because she bolts forward. Um, so, uh, that's going to be a fun thing to retrain. Um, she was doing really well with it and then it just kind of resurfaced. So I'm going to have to be more consistent with it. Um, anyway, that's a topic for another time. But, um, so yeah, then our, um, vet came out a few days later and I had talked to Sunny about it and I was like, I really think I want to get her hawks looked at. And she was like, okay. So our vet came out and he was checking our mares, which by the way, I don't know if I've said this yet, but we got Misty, the mare that uh, Sunny rescued from a kill pin. We got her checked because she looks very pregnant and um, she has very distended nipples. I don't know why I said it like that. I'm immature. I'm a child. Um, but, uh, but she's been like, we've had her for months now and she hasn't changed at all. So we were like, okay, maybe she's just like an old brood mare and that's just her body. Um, cause none of us, like we're thoroughbred people. We don't do, <laughs> we don't do quarter horses. And, um, so he palpated her. She is in fact pregnant. Uh, so we will be having a mystery baby because we literally don't know what it is. <laughs> like no idea at all. Um, they, I think she said that the people at the Kilpin told her that it was bred to an Appaloosa, but they're not entirely sure. So 
I'm anticipating a fugly baby, <laughs> but it's fine because um, it will still be cute, I bet. Um, but yeah, so there's that. But the vet came out to do that and uh, check one of our other mares. And uh, so uh, I had him look at Zoe. And before I got her out, I showed him a video or the video of her with me in my jump saddle. And he was like, oh, my God. <laughs> he was like, that horse needs its hocks done. And I was like yeah and he was like yeah like he was like I don't I don't even really need you to jogger like it's that obvious and I was like okay well here's this video and I showed him a different one he was like yeah it doesn't yeah <laughs> she needs her hawks done and I got her out anyway and uh we jogged her and he was like uh bring her to my farm and um we'll you know check her out and so I brought her to the farm and um he was like I uh, really want to go the route that is most cost effective. He was like, we can x-ray her, but I guarantee you that horse needs her hocks done. And, um, I feel like I'm probably going to get hate for it, but like, fuck it. I mean, whatever it's, (laughs) I can't be asking my parents to spend a fortune on a ton of horse things. And it sucks because if I could, I would do everything under the sun to double check and cross check. But you know, an x-ray of one hawk where they take 40 pictures of it. It's $35 a picture and the injections themselves are about 400 bucks. So it's like, uh, even with insurance still no. So, um, he was like, I, he was like, let me see the video. I showed him the video and he was like, yeah, like, or the videos. And he was like, she needs her hawks done. Absolutely. And, um, he flexed her a little bit and felt around and stuff. Um, And he was like, I think I just want to go ahead and sedate her and do the injections and then you can hop on her and just see if she feels any different. And now here's the thing. Okay. I purposefully did not tell Instagram about this because, uh, I don't think Instagram can handle it. Cause I think if I said that Instagram would be like, holy fuck, you're a horse abuser. How dare you please die. Um, so there's that. But I followed my vet's directions. I don't, I've always been told that you're supposed to give the horse four days off, but I would always go like seven to 10 days off after injections, let alone riding them right after injections. But I was like, okay, (laughs) if that's what you say, then I will follow your directions. You're the one that's been doing this for fucking 40 years. So I'll trust you. Um, so, uh, I don't necessarily agree with it either, but, um, I, that's what I did. Um, so shoot me or hang me, whatever. I, that's, that is what happened. And it is what it is. Um, she's not, she's fine. (laughs) So, um, anyway, so he sedated her after he flexed her and everything. And, um, he, uh, went to do the injections and he was like, man, I like cannot get in the joint. It's so tight. And I was like, fuck, fuck, (laughs) not good. And, uh, so he went ahead and injected her and then he was like, okay, give her some time. And when she comes around, Um, then you can just do like a light little hack on her and just see how she goes. And I just, I want to reiterate again, and it's probably because I'm projecting that, um, my own like guilt and dissatisfaction with the fact that I did it onto anticipating that people are going to say something about it. I highly doubt anybody's going to email me and be like, how dare you, you evil asshole. (laughs) But, um, it just, God, I I don't like that I did it either, but, um, I, I did want to see and um she was the most calm she's ever been I tacked her up I had her in my dressage saddle because I didn't want to 
you know, add the element of my jump saddle. Um, so I just tacked her up, took her to their arena, which was barrel sand, which is undesirable. I don't know how, like if you guys do Western, I don't know how you guys ride in such deep freaking sand. Like how you're my, she just good stutter. She felt like she was falling down or tripping the entire time. I hate that so much and nothing against barrels or anybody, but like, God, it's so difficult for them to balance it. Um, anyway, so I, um, took her into the arena and like, so the arena is a rectangle and at adjacent corners, um, so like on the diagonal, if you don't know what adjacent means, um, there were two round pins of like a stud in each one. And Zoe did not bat an eye at either of them. And at one point, one of the studs like ran from the side of his round pin to the other side closest to us with his ears pinned and his teeth bared and just like charged it. And she just like looked at him and was like, I, and that was it. And I was like, who are you? This is, I thought we would have been in the next County by now because of that. Um, she was just so chill. And so I hopped on her and I walked her around for a little bit and, um, I went ahead and asked her to pick up a trot. She was so loose in her back and in her shoulder and it was swinging and I didn't have to, you know, micromanage her face. I could just like let her be and she carried herself. And then, um, when I asked her for a canter, she, um, like she just had like a really nice rocking horse canter. And then it was like, she got stressed. I don't like, it's hard to explain, but it was like, she realized that she shouldn't be able to do that. And then she got tight. And then, um, when I asked her to just like kind of soften down and, uh, balance on her hind end, it was like, she was almost like testing it out to see if she could. And then when she did, it was the nicest fucking canner I've ever had on that horse. I'm not like no bullshit. The nicest canner that we've ever had. It was so relaxed. It was like a rolling, nice rocking horse canter. Like it was so comfortable to ride. And then I went to the right and then I realized that she's probably out in her neck and shoulder somewhere because Oh my God, were we counterflexed? Um, but it was still a much better canter than we've had even counterflexed. So, um, I was absolutely blown away by that. I didn't ride her for more than like, I don't know, probably 10 minutes if that. And a lot of that was walk. Um, so, uh, I didn't overdo it. I really did not want to be on her that long because I was like sick to my stomach about riding her. Um, but, uh, so I got off and we brought her back home and she was totally good. And, um, I turned around the paddock and she rolled and there's a video on my Instagram, um, the jet with Harry Instagram where she rolled and then she got up and she just like started trotting to the fence. And it just like in the video, I don't know if anybody else can tell, but like, I know that horse so well. And she was so just, she just looked so comfortable, like so loose and floaty. And I was like, Oh my God, you haven't been trotting like that in forever. And every time that I've seen her, cause I've been feeding the past couple of days when she's standing to eat, um, either her grain or her hay, she doesn't rest her feet anymore. And I always thought that was just like a thing that she did. No, it can't, it can't, it can be rest. It could also be panic. Um, and it can also be, um, just hawks. Like she's trying to alleviate some pressure. So, um, yeah, so big, big signs everywhere in hindsight, but, um, you know, without that clue, you just, sometimes it's really hard to put it all together and it's, it just, it sucks so bad because, you know, horses can't tell us that they're in pain other than shouting. And I feel like Zoe's been shouting at me for so long and I've been trying to fix the things without, um, 
really uh, ever hitting the mark. Like it's it's taken me years to figure this out. And um, her joints were super tight, which I'm like, oh my god, is she gonna fuse? Like scared. Um, but I mean, it makes perfect sense. She she raced for a little bit and then she became an event horse. She had a few years off, but then um, it was pretty much consistent eventing you know, and, um, she went up through training level and that's hard on their bodies. You know, all of the weekly jumping lessons, the flat work almost every day. And, um, then going to clinics and shows and all sorts of different things. Like she's had a, a, like an extensive career. So it makes, makes total sense, but I'm just kicking myself for never thinking about it before. And that's the thing, you know, as I said, they can't tell you. So all you can do is guess. And um, in hindsight, I probably should have had my vet look at her sooner. But she's always been just kind of a hotter, quote unquote, horse. Um, So it's hard to tell what is, um, you know, some of just her and what is, um, you know, a pain response. And now I'm like, Obviously, it was a pain response. Um, as, as I said in my Instagram post, like, horses are not creatures that want to be spicy and spunky and hot and fiery and all of the cool words that we attribute it to um, so we can boost our egos <laughs> by saying that we ride such a difficult animal. Um, horses want to be peaceful. They are um, social animals that enjoy peace and serenity and harmony. They like just doing their thing, just chilling in the field as relaxed as they can be. That is where they thrive. Um, and when your horse is exhibiting the same behaviors as when they like see a predator or something scary under saddle, something is wrong when she's flicking her tail and going behind the vertical and, you know, acting like she is a a Tasmanian devil, if you will, like just a whirlwind. It's, it's not because she wants to, that's not how she wants to go. It's because that's how she feels like she has to go. And um, no horse would ever act like that just for funsies. And so, um, you know, for a long time, I thought it was a training error. And obviously, to some extent, yes, obviously. Um, And I'm very, very glad that I switched to positive reinforcement with her. Um, It it works way, way, way better. I don't know. I'm like stuttering in my mouth. (laughs) Like, but anyway. Um, it it works way better for her than traditional because she is, um, a more anxious type, but that doesn't mean that she, um, is resigned to going like that forever, you know? Uh, cause I very easily could have just been like, oh, she's just being a bitch. Like I need to kick her on, make her go. Um, or she's just being hot or having one of those days. She needs to get over it. Uh, it's not that big a deal. You're fine. It's just a canter. Like those thoughts passed my mind, but I was like, like immediately, like right after I thought them, I was like, nope, that's, that's not what we think these days. Um, it's just old, old habits of, um, that forceful training mindset. But, um, that's definitely not my goal anymore. Now I'm like, no, there is a reason for behavior. It's sure. It's a hell of a lot easier to just be like, that's just how the horse is. Cause then you don't have to do anything about it. It's just, you're resigned and that is what it is. But if you're like, "Mm, all behavior has a reason, what is the reason? and you look for it, then you're going to find something that you're going to have to change, whether it's, you know, veterinary care, um, training, you know, anything, you're, you're going to have to change something. But the thing is, like, we value our horses so much. And I think I speak for 90% of everyone. 
we love our animals through and through. Like they are the sources for us of escape and acceptance and partnership and love. Like horses offer us so much and these animals are just, they're amazing. And like, I know every single person listening to this podcast has such a strong connection to their animal. Or if you don't have a horse, you've felt it before. Um, it's just, it is a really, really profound relationship. And I think that it's a disservice to that relationship and to the animal to just write them off, you know, as having negative behavior traits or bad or rude or, um, sassy or whatever. And just like leaving them to hang when they're clearly trying to communicate something. Zoe just finally had to get loud enough with me that I was like, oh, maybe there is something else. And she's been doing it for years. (laughs) I just like, haven't been, haven't figured out what she's trying to tell me. And that's the most frustrating part about it all. But I never gave up. And still, I'm not entirely convinced that the only issue is her hawks. I would really like to get her SI looked at um, because she's had problems with that before. It's just our chiropractor moved away a while back. So um, I have to find a new one and finding a equine chiropractor in Arkansas is like, uh, so I also have to find one that I trust. Um, and then I would like to get her neck and her shoulders looked at, um, and make sure she's not experiencing pain anywhere, you know, so that she can be, um, training the way that I'd like her to, because I'm not going to get anywhere with bridalists or any other training if she's in pain, because I can't force her anymore. You know, back in the old days when I rode traditionally, I could just make her do it. But now I can't do that. So if she's in pain, she's not going to do the things I ask. (laughs) And um, so I prefer that. But it is like, okay, well, (laughs) I have to find the problem and I don't know what it is. And uh, so it's it can be defeating at times. And I have felt it heavily recently. Just like I cannot seem to figure out what's wrong. I'm really hoping getting her hawks done was the answer. Um, My vet was adamant that that... um, was the problem. And after riding her directly after, it's like midnight here. Um, after it is exactly midnight, actually. Um, after riding her directly after her Hawks got done, take a shot every time I say after, um, she felt completely different. So I haven't been on her since, and that was on Saturday. So, um, I'm waiting until like Sunday or Monday probably to get back on her um, and cause I just, I really want to give her some time to rehab and, um, yeah, I'm probably going to spend the rest of the week just kind of playing with her in the paddock. I didn't have time today or yesterday cause of, um, homework and feeding and having to take care of all of the other horses on the farm. Um, but yeah, I am just going to spend some time with her on the ground, um, reestablishing our relationship a little bit because, um, in trying to figure out what was going on with her, it became a little bit more of an exper- uh, an experiment. And I started to focus less on our relationship. So I just kind of want to, um, you know, get back in touch with what's important. And um, I'm glad I had, to, I had to do those things to figure out what was going on with her, you know, um, so that we could make progress in our relationship. And sometimes, um, you know, you have to do things that the horse doesn't particularly like in effort to um, help them. Uh, like, for example... Um, all the vets in Arkansas like to wear cowboy hats. (laughs) And if you have a vet with a cowboy hat, you probably know what I'm talking about. Zoe hates, hates people in cowboy hats. 
Um, cause she knows. And every time my vet tries to walk up to her, she runs away from him. Like I have her holding her and, um, she bolts away from him. And it's difficult because, um, you know, I, I don't know that it's entirely just the cowboy hat. That's just kind of the running joke we have. I think she genuinely recognizes him. Um, which is difficult because then I can't like really train it because <laughs> I don't have access to him all the time. Um, but every time she sees him, he sticks her with needles or puts stuff up her nose or, um, you know, he's always there when she feels bad. And like when she got kicked or when she colicked or actually he wasn't there when she colicked, he was out of town. But, um, you know, with yearly vaccinations and stuff, she just, she knows who he is. And, um, so I forgot what my point was saying that was, but like, it's, <laughs> that's just one of those things that's like, she doesn't have that problem with anywhere else or anyone else. She's very respectful to lead most of the time. It's just when he comes out, she will run you over to get away from that man. I don't, but then like, after you're like, no, it's okay, mama, you got to stand. Then she does. And she stands perfectly while he sticks her with a needle. She just initially is like, no, 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 no. And I feel so bad the whole time. I'm like, it's okay. But when, uh, when he was sticking her. Um, I definitely gave her lots of goodie snacks. I was like, thank you for being nice lady. Um, but I think my ear just popped and that was very loud. It sounded like an alarm chirp, like a car alarm, like pew. interesting. Anyway. Um, oh, I remembered. And then I kept talking what my point with that was that just, um, oh, sometimes you have to go against, um, what the horse would prefer in, uh, order to help them. And that is what the past couple of weeks have felt like is just like trying to isolate what is causing this. And, um, now I'm, I'm really hopeful that I can, you know, reestablish my relationship with her. Not that I ever lost it or really compromised it, but it just kind of became more about like, okay, does, does this work or is this it instead of like, I love you, you know? So now I think I'm going to go back to, um, our roots on the ground, which is another area that I just didn't notice had a problem. Um, you know, when I would ask her to trot or canter next to me on the ground, she'd pin her ears. And at first I thought I had accidentally trained the behavior, but then, um, I started, um, training her to perk her ears while doing the transition and trotting. And then it got to a point where I knew she knew that behavior and she still wouldn't put her ears forward. Like she just looked very uncomfortable and unhappy. So I quit asking for it altogether. Um, so anyway, all that to say, now I am very hopeful, um, that we can move on from this. So my goal now that, um, she's got her hawks done is that we can, um, get our relationship back, um, you know, to being the priority and really connect again and then, um, move into, um, some, you know, trying to work on some ridden behaviors and, um, increase her comfort. And I think that that is going to be a lot easier, um, since she's not going to be anticipating her body hurting the entire time. Um, because, I just, I cannot get over how different she felt under saddle. Um, so I'm very hopeful that this is going to be a game changer for us. And hopefully we will be able to have those wondrous rides where my horse is just like happy and comfortable and, um, enjoys ridden work. And it's, it'll be something that we can continue to do. Um, the tricky part is going to be finding maintenance and, um, you know, finding out how I'm going to, you know, supplement her because they're, so many different types of supplements out there and I just don't know. I don't know how to 
figure out which one is which. So, um, after I catch, uh, somewhat of a break in between my classes and stuff. I'm going to have to start really diving into some research about what, um, supplements do what for what part and blah, blah, blah. Cause, um, as people have informed me on the internet, um, horse supplements are not really regulated, nor do they always explicitly state everything that's in the product. So I'm going to have to do some pretty extensive research to figure out, um, what the best option for supplementation to, help her joints stay healthy in between injections and uh, decrease the frequency that we have to give them. Because I really do not want to have to be injecting her like every six months or so. Um, and neither do my parents. So, uh, yeah, that that is the plan right now. But I think, I think that's what we're going to do. And um, I'm just, I'm really, really hopeful that um, we'll be able to um, continue working on some new things on the ground and, um, progress in riding bridalists and, um, just her being comfortable and able to be ridden without all of the stress and anxiety and on both of our ends and the tension. Like, I'm just, I'm really, really hopeful that this is going to be a game changer. So all that to say, we're both broken. (laughs) My wrist is sprained and her hawks are recovering. Um, so that is, that is that again, please, 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 please refrain from being super judgmental about how I went about all of this. And keep in mind, I am still a human who is just trying very, very, very hard to make an animal as happy and healthy as I possibly can. It's, it's wildly difficult. And also living in the middle of Arkansas, is not necessarily super helpful because people around here are not necessarily the most like, um, adept or like not I don't I don't want to say anything mean but it's just like we're very limited in our resources as far as like care professionals uh for horses and whatnot so it is a bit tricky out here but anyway please don't judge me too harshly I really don't think I can take it (laughs) honestly and uh not that I really think anybody from the podcast would you guys are pretty pretty chill um But anyway, also, I do want to quickly say that um, if you have a podcast topic you would really like me to talk about or um, a question you'd really like me to answer, please feel free to email me at jetrailpodcast at gmail.com, spelled exactly as you think it would be. Um, And please explicitly state that you'd like me to answer it on the podcast. And um, if I don't want to answer it on the podcast, I will write you an email back. Cause sometimes, um, if people ask me questions that I like have no business answering. Um, so I'll just like refer you to somebody else. Um, but I'm always happy to do that. Uh, but I do want to say that I have, um, have not been able to really look at my email cause I've been slammed with, um, all of my online schoolwork, but that is coming to a close after like, this is my last week really. And then I have a bunch of assignments next Monday And then the Monday after that is all of my finals. So in between now and then, I will probably have a surplus of time to answer DMs and emails. And I really do plan on catching up on all of that because it's driving me crazy. And I have so many people that I've just left hanging. Um, So that said, um, I appreciate those of you um, who have reached out. um, But do know that if you send a longer message, it will inevitably take me longer because I will have to write an equally long response. Um, most times I try to, um, but, uh, if you write a short email, I'll probably get back to you pretty quickly. Um, anyway, but if you have a question you want me to ask on the podcast, please explicitly state it because sometimes my dumb brain says, write you an answer. Um, anyway, 
that I think about covers it. As far as social media goes, you can check me out, Jetek with Theory, J-E-T-E-Q-U-I-T-H-E-O-R-Y, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all of the social medias, I am there. Um, you can te- check uh, out Jill.Trees, that's J-I-L-L dot T-R-E-E-C-E, on Instagram and TikTok and I think Facebook. I don't know. I think it might just be Jill Trees. Um, also, if you friend me on Facebook, please just follow me and don't friend me because I will decline your follow request because I like to see like my friends and family on Facebook and I don't like to unfollow people. It's just a hassle. So just follow me if you want to see what I post on Facebook. It's all, I'm pretty sure it's all public anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Um, anyway, beyond that, I think that I am going to call it a day here. Also, this podcast has, uh, an Instagram, Jet Real Podcast on Instagram. You can look it up. Pretty easy. Uh, and with that, I'm going to conclude this episode. Thank you guys so much for being open-minded and for listening and um, supporting the podcast. It really does mean a lot. This is my favorite platform that I do. I really enjoy it. I love you guys. The things that you say, your reviews and your emails and your messages mean the world to me, even if I haven't responded to them yet. Um, I do read them and they mean the world. I will get back to you as soon as I possibly can. Thank you for your patience and your dedication. Um, and I am hoping to be reporting soon some very good news about my little mare. I'll try to hop on her before the next episode so I can give you guys an update. Um, but yeah, with that said, thank you guys so much for listening and have a good one. See you next Tuesday. <clears throat> Quickly, I just want to say, I realized that my podcast episodes go live on Tuesday and I just ended my episode and I have ended episodes before by saying see you next Tuesday. And that is a popular, um, I don't know what you call this. I have the word anagram stuck in my head, but that's not right. Anagrams when you can switch words around and spell different things. But it's, it's, it spells like C, the letter C, and then U, the letter U, and then next, the first letter is N, and then Tuesday, the first letter is T. It spells a word. And, um, I'm sorry about that. I didn't plan that, but it's kind of funny. So I'm not going to do anything about it. And I'm just going to say it and you're going to know what I mean. Okay. So uh, every time you hear it, just have that nice little, nice little thought in your head. It's a Kesha song also, so it's really fitting. I love Kesha. And now you know that about me, so I'm going to call it a day. Thank you guys for listening. I'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs>